Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Happy Christmas Eve, everybody. Tis the season tonight. The big guy is coming. But after tonight, us older folks are looking forward to the next holiday, aren't we? New Year's Eve. Woohoo! And of course, along with New Year's Eve come the cost of tying one on this New Year's Eve. So we definitely want to avoid the costs associated with going out this New Year's because Tying one on can lead to so many costs if we're not safe. So let's make sure this New Year's safe doesn't incur any costs for us. So I know we're not thinking maybe about that right now because the big guy's coming tonight. We're worried about our kids. Santa Claus coming. The kids are climbing the walls without those sugar plums. So, and I know we're going to get through that. And it's a busy day today. It's a very busy day tomorrow. And if you're going out like I am Boxing Day, you're going to be literally boxing people to get what you want on sale. But after that, you're going to be thinking about your New Year's. You've probably bought tickets to something or you're having a party or you're going to a party, whether it's a home, a hall, an organization, a bar, a function. It doesn't matter. We want to be safe. So New Year's is coming. And everything that comes along with that, playing, dancing, socializing, partying, eating, drinking, and in Canada, I'm sure the whole world's about to celebrate marijuana, which is legal. And for my American listeners, I know many of your states have marijuana that's legal as well. If we're not responsible on what we ingest, how we travel, we are going to end up with injuries, fines, jails, or goodness forbid, death yours or somebody else's, whether it's a loved one or a stranger, it doesn't matter. We don't want that to happen New Year's Eve, right? So there's nothing wrong with enjoying ourselves on New Year's. We just make sure we're responsible. So we need to ensure we are safe, healthy, and that we stay alive this New Year's Eve so that we can celebrate New Year's Day with our family, our friends, our loved ones, safe, happy, healthy in our own home. And without any costs or fees we incurred the night before, right? So make plans before you embark on your awesome New Year's Eve of fun. Ensure you have a responsible Uber driver or a car service, a taxi, a limo, an Uber. Make sure you book safe for traveling. Make sure your kids are safe and you get home to them. So they want a responsible babysitter. Right? I get it. Maybe you're babysitting New Year's Eve. It is not a day to get drunk while babysitting. Right? So know how to keep safe while enjoying your, your night. And if you're drinking, you're going to be going out drinking. You want to be safe while you're drinking. It's not just a matter of getting behind the wheel of a car. Those costs, which we will talk about today, are astronomical. But the cost of going to a hospital because you overdose on alcohol, because you pass out, you black out, somebody finds you, they call an ambulance, boom, there's a cost. You go to the hospital. If you're in the United States, you don't have coverage, there's another cost. Whether you're in Canada or the U.S. and you need medication or treatment or you've hurt yourself, you have been drinking and blacked out or passed out or fell, there's another cost. Even though healthcare is paid for in Canada, it's not 100%. Prescriptions, over-the-counter meds, loss of work, wages, income, putting money out there. So everything is tied with us being healthy and happy at all times. So when you're out there having your alcoholic drink, have some water between those. Keep hydrated. Okay, don't be drinking games. I know they can be fun. I've probably, okay, I have participated myself throughout the years in my youth, I will say, or whether, well, I guess, being younger. So, uh, yes, I have done a few of those. No, I've never gotten behind the wheel of a car, had to go anywhere. So it was more of a home-based thing or probably more so a university-based thing. But, yes, I outgrew that, thank goodness, because I'd hate to be in that same place I was at then. So the thing wrong with going out and doing that. You want to act like a college or university student New Year's Eve, absolutely go have a great time. But, again, be responsible. It's the cost of what could happen. When we're young, we don't really think about that. I never thought about the cost of getting hurt. 
blacking out, passing out, somebody finding me would have happened, what might have happened, but what didn't happen. So we don't think of that kind of stuff, but as adults, we have to. We have family responsibilities. We have mortgages, rent, insurance, uh, whether it's health insurance, life insurance, uh, commercial insurance, business insurance, and our job. Because I didn't have a job going to school job now. My job requires my license. Does yours? Do you lose your license? you get fines? Will you still have your job? Can you still be insured? What happens to your insurance? So it all goes up and up and up. Nothing positive. Nothing positive happens when we get in trouble, okay? It's not something to brag about like it might have been at 18, 15, 16, which, you know, we do. So kind of counter off your drinks. If you're going to have something to drink, that's alcohol. I know, I'm kind of killing your buzz. But you can still have fun, get your buzz on, get your groove on, do your groove thing, and you can alternate. You won't feel as sick. Um, And I know the old... uh, Wives tell drink coffee. Well, coffee's a stimulant. It increases things. It moves things faster. I don't really want to do that with alcohol. What we want to do is get our aid drinks, Powerades, Gatorade, Pedialyte, things like that. They're full of these electrolytes. You know when you're out, and you, I remember how we used to be, God forbid you broke the seal. As soon as you go to the bathroom, you think, oh, my gosh, if I hadn't been to the bathroom, I wouldn't have gone all night. Well, not true. Alcohol is a diuretic. A diuretic makes you urinate, takes water out of you. So what happens is it makes you go to the washroom even more. You can only hold it for so long to your bladder says, man, you don't go to the bathroom. We're coming anyway. On the toilet or down your leg, it's up to you. The bathroom, and then we complain all night we broke the seal. But we don't realize the seal was breaking anyway. The diuretic takes water out of the body. But it's not just water you're getting rid of. It's these electrolytes. They're minerals in your body that are a liquid in your blood, they're sodium, potassium, chloride, and bicarbonate. This is what regulates your body into this homeostasis, makes you feel better. So it keeps you healthy. It's a balance inside your body. So when your urine becomes clear, because it's supposed to be this nice amber color, I know who thought Christmas Eve you'd be talking about urine. Ooh. And Well, unfortunately, you're talking about a, to a woman who used to be a nurse. So it's all about what comes out. So, But this is important because you need to know that at that point, you're depleted. Your body needed of electrolytes. You're going to start to feel weird. You're going to start to have those hangover feelings. And in the morning, you're going to wish to God you didn't drink, right? And you swear you'll never do it again. But you can help counteract those hangovers by eating your Powerades and Gatorades during the night when you get home. And when you get up in the morning, it's not a matter of drinking coffee or water. You have to get the electrolytes back in you so that you feel better. So those drinks are full of electrolytes. They fill you back up and you are good to go. All right. So grab it tonight. Well, not tonight. Sam's coming. We don't want to do that. But 27th, 28th or the 26th when you're out on your Boxing Day shopping. And if you're shopping right now, um, you might be shopping right now. I guess stores might be open. Grab some Gatorade, Powerade, Pedialyte, the light, L-Y-T-E drinks. They're full of electrolytes. The AID drinks, A-D-E, full of power. Your Powerades, Gatorades, full of electrolytes. Throw some in your fridge. They come in all sorts of different flavors. does not matter the flavor. If you like or the grape or the blueberry, grab whatever you want. Throw them in your fridge, and then you've got them. So when you get home from your night out, or you can take one with you, drink it. Have a few sips of it. When you start to see that clear, or in between your alcoholic drinks, you don't need to drink a full one. Take a shot of that and a shot of something else, right? So that's going to keep you healthy. So you might be thinking, I'll just be careful with what I drink. I won't do drinking games. I'll just drink three or four an hour. <laughs> You're still going to need those eight drinks, okay? Because how many drinks take for us to get to the limit, for us to feel drunk? Now, it does depend on gender. It really does. It does depend on weight, the smaller of a person that you are, the less you're going to be able to drink before you feel the effects if you're a larger person. So if we've got a 125-pound person, three or four drinks, they might be on the floor. You might have a 250-pound person that can go double that. But still in all, you're all going to feel the same effects of alcohol. It's very similar. right? So one glass of wine or one 1.5 fluid ounce of a shot of liquor gets you to what is called that 0.08 blood alcohol content. 
So the general rule of thumb is it takes about three drinks an hour for a woman to reach a 0.08 concentration. And it takes about four drinks an hour for a man. But these are just general guidelines based on your average weight for a normal person. So that might be 180 pounds. So if you're under that, if you're a woman under that, you can't go three drinks an hour. You might have to only go one and a half. Realistically, when you're out socializing, drinking at your bar, your function, think about how many drinks you drink an hour. If I think about going back away, it's been a while since I've tied one on, but three drinks an hour, maybe two, I'd say two or three drinks possible, absolutely. So, and you're doing that every hour for, let's say, four hours, and you might have started drinking before you went out. So, it's not going to be good right? You're depleting yourself immediately. So you want to make sure you have something to counter, counter produce some electrolytes, contraindicate what's going on in the body is, is going to be pretty scary because we're alcohol that's taken out the electrolytes and we're getting drunk. Everything filters through your liver. Once your liver's had enough, it goes, hey man, I'm done. And we're done. Then it can't heal it. Then you start to feel the effects. And of course, what happens when you're done drinking? You have to leave. If you're at your house, congratulations, good for you. However, what about the people you had at your house? You're responsible for them. When they come to your house, take the keys. You can offer solutions to rides home. We always have a couple of the girls that don't drink, so I always have two alternative to driving. They always drive. One never drinks, so we always know we can count on her, but that's not fair to her. I mean, she's going to take us home. It's still her gas, her time, her money. Driving drunks around, probably not her fun New Year's Eve thing, but she's a wonderful person, so she did. But if you don't have somebody that you can trust to be sober and to drive you, you can offer cab rides, you can hire a car service, they can spend the night. I always tell everybody, if you're at my house, you're more than welcome to spend the night. You're not driving. If you're drinking, we'll get you right home. Okay, because again, I'm responsible. If you're out somewhere else, you have to get home. And you do not want to have drunk. A DUI, which is driving under the influence, has so many ramifications that it's not worth doing it. The police are out in full force or triple force on different holidays. And New Year's Eve is probably the biggest one. So we are sometimes aware of the short-term consequences. Oh, I might get caught. I might lose my license temporarily. I might get a fine or pay some fees. My insurance is going to go up. But did you know you can get some court-mandated community service? Did you know that you also might be able to participate? You might have to participate in a drunk driving education program. And do you also know that they can immediately arrest you and put you out? So there are so many expenses involved with all of that that we need to make sure that we avoid that. Your car, you're not driving it anywhere. It gets towed. And when the police tow it, it's triple the cost than it would be to call a towing company. I used to be a 911 dispatch operator. I know that it's about triple than you would normally pay. You've got court costs. You've got legal fees. And by the way, the education program you're paying for, your insurance goes up. Then you have probation fees. Then you're looking at drug and alcohol assessment counseling. Then you might have license reinstatement fees. How about your job? Do you drive for a living? You have to drive a car anytime during your work time. Even if you work in a car wash, you have a car through a car wash. What does your employer think about you getting a DUI when their insurance is going to go up? And that's just short list. So in addition, you might have to put in uh, an ignition interlock device. That goes to the ignition, monitors your blood alcohol content. And if alcohol is detected, your car won't start. Wouldn't that be cute? Although, if that's the case, you're drinking and driving again, right? So let's end there. Let's go to the first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more fees might be associated with our tying one on this New Year's Eve. So I am Karen Cook, your guest host, Financially Speaking, on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. 
Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, and today we are discussing costs of tying one on this New Year's. So coming back from break, uh, we're going to talk about some of the less obvious costs of tying one on. So we talked about losing our license. So if we lose our driving privileges, uh, can't drive our car. So if you have to drive your car to work, how are you going to get there? Well, you could take a bus. Uh, I can't. So, if, so let's say I go out this New Year's Eve and do something spitting. Well, I might be in jail too. But let's say I go out and they arrest me. I get charged with drunk driving. I have my license suspended. I get a fine. Bad, bad, bad. It's not just that. It's the reputation. It's the irresponsibility. It's the disrespect. There are so many facilities and programs out there that tell us, how about MAD, M-A-D-D, Mothers Against Drunk Driving? It's huge. Most people know who MAD is and what they stand for and why they're there. These are people that have most likely gone to death of a loved one because somebody drove drunk. Tends to be the driver doesn't usually die. It's everyone else in them. Their passenger, their friend, the person they hit. I've seen it. I've seen it recently. There was one last night on the news. Some drunk driver hit a family, killed them all. Come on. How are you doing this kind of thing this day and age? It's so irresponsible. And it, it's sickening, truthfully, to think that hey, somebody would do something like that. Not that it's ever acceptable, but it's happened so much. This is, these programs exist. This is why there's laws and rules. Because people who couldn't govern themselves accordingly have made it impossible for the rest of us. So we need to be responsible. So if I go out, I do something stupid and drink and drive. I get caught because it's so easy to get caught. And once you're caught, you good luck out of it. You're going to do a breathalyzer on the side of the road and they're going to know. And you think you're sober talking. You're not. Right? Everything is affected. So I lose my license. I have my own company, KC Training Plus. I offer first aid training, CPR training, Ministry of Labor Compliance training, Occupational Health and Safety training. I depend on my license to get to facilities so I can train them. My reputation depends on me doing the right thing. Can you imagine me coming into your business or your facility training you on how to be health safe and I've had a DUI? Oh, right, and I had to take a cab with all my supplies to the facility. When asked, am I going to lie? Maybe I would. I don't want to say I got a DUI, but how inconvenient. And it costs me a lot more to take a cab or a limo or an Uber than it does to drive my own vehicle. Gas is expensive, but not as expensive as a cab. I mean, it's a business. They're money, so they're making it off of their clients. That's the way it works. Or I have my little electronic bike. I got to laugh with the ones on the electronic bike coming from the liquor store with the 2-4 because you know well why they're riding the bike. It's kind of funny. So I think, are you riding it safely now? And it doesn't matter if it's your vehicle. You can't drive your little e-bikes. You shouldn't even ride your bicycle. 
motorcycle, of course, is another vehicle. You should not be driving anything. You shouldn't even be walking when you're, because again, accidents happen. People can run you over. You're not stable. It's dark. You weave. I live in a county. It's darn dark out here at night. Cars zoom by. They wouldn't see me. It's not just that. We got some wild animals out here, coyotes and everything else. So you run the risk of really getting hurt, killed, eaten, whatever. So I don't care what you're driving. I don't care if you're walking. Please be safe. And the cost of all that associated with it, hospital, medication, prescriptions, over-the-counter, loss of work, loss of wages, can't pay my bills, get depressed, and it just goes on and on and on. It's all con- So we want to be very careful not to do things that are going to get us in trouble that can cost our job because some of you may have jobs that depend on your license, like mine. My insurance will up. My commercial insurance might go up because I'm a high risk. But my, my insurance for my vehicle is going to go up. And it, once it gets out there, and somehow it always does, my reputation's shot. How do you ever come back from that? You might be able to. It might take a long time. You might have to relocate. Do you want to do that? Can you do that? Do you feel safe doing that? So there's so many fees and fines that can associate DUIs. It's just phenomenal. And, of course, goodness forbid you just don't learn and you keep doing it and you're a repeat offender. It just goes up and up. And eventually you're going to jail. You're going to lose your license for life. So you're running around on your e-bike with your 2-4 because you still haven't learned. I see it all the time. It's unfortunate. Alcoholism is a disease like anything else. It's like smoking. You smoke cigarettes, right? The nicotine makes you addictive to it. Try and quit. It's difficult. You do quit. You may have an urge. It's a lifelong battle, right? So we certainly don't want to have an alcohol or drug problem. I know who marijuana just came into effect a couple of months ago in Canada. And in the States, you guys have it all over the place in your States. Again, drink and I guess, oak responsibly, right? So, gosh forbid you end up getting in trouble with the DUI. You've got so many fees associated with that. And depending on the action, it could double and triple and even quadruple depending on the offense. Eventually, you'll lose your license for life. So, the shame and hassle of drunk driving and getting arrested and convicted are bad enough, but the price tags are almost astronomical. So if you're a time offender, you can lose your license for three months. You could end up taking a 30-hour alcohol and drug education and counseling, pro- counseling program. That's about $600. Could be more or less depending on where you live. Uh, second time, you're going to lose your license for 18 months. You have to take a DUI class, which, by the way, you're going to pay for. And guess how much it is now? Three times the amount, eighteen to nineteen hundred dollars. Could be more, depending on where you live. So travel responsibly. And MADD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, is obviously a nonprofit organization. It is in both Canada and the United States, and they are against drunk driving. So they support people that have been affected by drunk driving. They try to prevent underage drinking. They strive for stricter impaired driving policies. Whether the impairment is caused by alcohol or any other drug, it doesn't matter. An influence, you shouldn't drive. And it doesn't have to be illegal, right? Medication. If you take hydromorphone or you take any kind of morphine or you take anti-narcotic medication, that's a prescription. Read the bottle. It could make you dizzy. Don't operate machinery, heavy machinery. Your vehicle or any vehicle you get on to go out and is considered heavy machinery. I know you think I can lift my bicycle. It's still a machine. Don't drive it. Right? And MAD is astronomical in the forefront of making sure that people are being safe when it comes to substances. Some states and provinces also may require you to wear an ankle bracelet. Oh, isn't that pretty? How'd you get that? Oh, isn't that nice? I got that New Year's Eve. I was a drunk driver. Isn't that cool? Nobody brags about an ankle bracelet. And if you do, you're a boob. What's it all about? You can't be proud of being in trouble. Some pe- And I usually, when you hear stuff like that, I always, maybe it's embarrassment. They don't know how to act about it because it's not cool. Jewelry is not cool if you have because of the police. So in the United States, for my American listeners, your first DUI, get ready for it, can cost up to $20,000 even without property damage or harm to anybody. 
The Alaska Department of Vehicles estimates that the total expense of an initial DUI arrest and conviction costs the equivalent of a taxi ride halfway around the world. <laughs> I kind of got a laugh. <laughs> you go through the water on a taxi? I'll take that ride. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine how much it would be. It doesn't even say. It must be astronomical. So less expensive than a DUI conviction or a cab ride halfway around the world is, is a breathalyzer. If you have no self-control, for crying out loud, get your breathalyzer, right? Because then you'll know if you're over or not. But if you've been drinking, just don't drive. Don't drive anything. And try not to walk. Have a ride. Get a sober friend. Get yourself home. It saves you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. According to the National Highway Traffic Administration, 28 people die as a result of drunk driving crashes every day. And about one in three people will be involved in a drunk driving crash during their lifetime. One in three. So if three of you are sitting there together, one of you will be involved or has been. Whether it was your fault, somebody else's, you saw it, you had a near miss or hit. Uh, it's one in three. So it's pretty scary. And according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, drivers age 15 to 19 are four times more likely to get auto accidents than drivers in any other age category. These are our children learning how to drive, just learning, starting out with their beginners, their G1, their G2. So these are our kids that have no fear. Remember 15 to 19, no fear? Well, we still have that at that age. So we make sure that we're making our children responsible drivers. So as a result, the financial impact of the teens first eye is staggering. According to StopTeenDUI.com, the total cost of annual insurance increases due to a DUI conviction a teen driver could amount to $40,000 over a 13-year period. Some typical expenses out there, bail. You could pay $150 to $2,500. Towing an impound of your vehicle, $100 to $1,200. I'm telling you, the police have it towed three times the amount. Higher insurance premiums could be 4500 to 10000 a year. How about a defense attorney? By the way, you can't get legal aid or any kind of assistance if you were drunk driving. So you're going to pay 500 to 5000 or you're not going to have an attorney, and you're going to go to jail. Court fine could be 150 to 1800 plus victim fine surcharges. That's an additional charge you pay for other victims that are going to be in trouble because of what has happened. Alcohol treatment education programs could be up to 2500 licensing fees 150 jail fee 10 to 50 bucks jail time 330 bucks sentencing 250 medical testing fee yeah to test what's in your body 90 bucks yeah you pay for it pro supervision 600 to 1200 and if you have to get an ignition interlock device you could pay up to 1500 bucks you pay 100 bucks to get your license back then there's going to be community uh, service supervision fee 60 bucks an alternate transportation could be up to a thousand bucks. So you go out, you get you get behind the wheel of a car, you act irresponsibility. The least amount of money you're going to spend caught is thirteen thousand dollars. The most you might spend could be twenty seven thousand or more, depending on the offense. And all of that comes down to the fact is, can you afford it financially? Maybe you can. Can you afford it physically, mentally, socially, emotionally? and responsibly? The answer is no. All right. So on that note, let's go into our next break. When we come back, to talk about a few more little tidbits of money and costs associated with anyone on this New Year's. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspire Choices Network. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, your guest host today, and we are discussing the cost of time on this New Year's. So before we went to break, we were discussing some costs. So let's continue on with that because that's where it boils down to our financial well-being. So a report was recently released which shows that drunk driving costs the United States more than $130 billion each year. This is according to the Pacific Institute for Research and Evaluation. Billion, with a B, $132 billion associated with the cost of drunk driving. So first-time DUI action could be about $400 to $1,000. But of course, there's additional penalties. And if it's not your first time, it could be three times the amount. The more arrests and convictions you have, the higher you can extra your bail to be. A misdemeanor DUI bond can be five hundred to 10000 If it's a felony bond, you have to $50,000. doesn't matter the percentage you have to pay to get out of jail. Do you want to afford that? Is that where you want your heart to go on one stupid decision on one night of celebrating? So we need to celebrate responsibly. So if this type of law applies, your employer... Because you operated a vehicle while you were impaired, and again, that can affect your professional life, so you need to keep your personal life in check. They can fire you. They can fire you maybe because you were drunk driving, but because most of your jobs don't do that. That's a stupid thing to do. But what if you drive for a living? I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody works for me and they get a drunk driving and I pay for the insurance on the vehicle, they're done. Someone else can pay the increase because you did it to yourself. And I don't even want you to pay me the difference. I just want you to go because you did it once with perception. You'll do it again. And if you're on two, three, and four, you're not learning your lesson. So the cost of a DUI does vary, but you're going to pay 1000 to $25,000 on average in the United States, right? And on average, a drunk driver will drive 80 times under the influence before their first arrest. Oh, I didn't get caught yet. Okay, so proud you. Every 51 minutes, someone is killed by a drunk driver. That equates 27 people every day. It's in the United States. In Canada, the financial and social costs of impaired driving are staggering. In 2010, impairment-related crashes resulted in an estimated 1,082 fatalities, 63,821 injuries, and damage to 210,932 vehicles in property damage crashes. There was a total of 181,911 crashes that cost an estimated $20.62 billion. And these costs factor in fatalities, injuries, property damage, traffic delays, out-of-pocket expenses, hospital and health care costs, Police, fire costs, and ambulance costs. <laughs> so you see, it doesn't just cost you. It's everybody. So let's not be stupid. Let's be smart. Let's drink responsibly. Let's travel responsibly. Because it's not just your cost. And by the way, the cost you pay is yours. But your taxpayers' money and mine and everybody else's helps pay for all the hospital and costs, the fee and everything else, EMS, all the associated costs related to your stupidity. Right? So just don't do it. So penalties for drunk driving in Canada, first offense could be $1,000 and a 12-month suspension. Second offense will be 30 days in jail, two years driving prohibition and fines. Third or subsequent could be 120 days or more of jail, three years of a suspension or a permanent suspension of your license, and at least three or four times the initial cost of $1,000. So you could pay $5,000, you could go to change your license for three years or more. And don't forget, you've got victim fine surcharges and all those other fees we talked about earlier in the show that are associated with you going to court. So Canada's drinking and driving state that every day, on average, four Canadians are killed and 175 are injured in impairment-related crashes. 
annually, it's estimated between 1,250 and 1,500 people are killed and more than 63,000 are injured each year in Canada in impairment crashes. Don't you be part of that statistic. It's never good to be a statistic. Be a hero. Do the right thing. Do the smart thing and be responsible this New Year's Eve. It is a serious offense to drive impaired. And in Ontario, where I'm from, the repercussions are exceptionally strict. A conviction, a conviction can lead to fines and penalties, jail time, suspension, vehicle impoundment, and a criminal record. Criminal record anywhere in the states or provinces or territories. Think about that. If you're looking for a job, <laughs> what do they ask you? Are you bondable? Are you? Do you have a criminal record? Do you? You have to be honest. They check it out. You have here in Ontario, if you're working with multiple persons, uh, whether it be seniors, persons that are disabled, children, you have to have a full screen and a criminal check done. Well, guess what comes up on that? DUI. You're done. You're not going to get a job. So many times, you having a clear criminal background on your job. And businesses can fire you if you have anything to do with vehicles or work vulnerable persons. So in Ontario and the rest of Canada, the maximum blood alcohol content fully licensed drivers is 80 milligrams of alcohol and 100 milliliters of blood, which is 0.08. So if you're driving over that, it's a criminal offense. You really shouldn't have one drink and drive. But if you're going to have one drink, wait an hour. Have a drink of water, have some something else to drink just to let that alcohol settle. So in Canada, first-time drunk driving offense uh, could be a minimum of $1,000. And of course, you could get 30 days in jail. And you might have a suspension as well. So, uh, if your first DUI was more than 10 years ago, it goes back to the minimum sense. But you're going to get two days in jail. You could get up to six months in jail because it doesn't go off your record. It's kind of didn't learn. Seriously, it's been 10 years. I know you've been a good girl or boy. But like Santa's saying tonight, but still in all, it's not Santa, it's the government, and you've broken the law. Being good or bad is one thing, breaking the law is another. So on convictions for any drunk driving or drug driving offense in Canada, you will automatically lose your license for at least a year. And of course, it's going to be devastating on your job, your family, paying your bills, your income, your finance. What if you have life insurance, critical illness, health insurance, you have riders on that? What due to that is is it, is it excluded? Is it is it a disease? What happens to your car insurance? If up, can you be financially responsible and invest money if you don't have it? Can you pay your bills? Will you lose your home? So you see, it just goes on and on and on. So when you get caught at the side of the road, you go, well, you know what? I'm going to refuse laser. They can't physically force you to submit a breath sample, but it's an offense under criminal code of Canada to refuse to comply with a police officer's demand that you breathalyzer. And if you don't do it at the roadside, they're going to take you to the police station. Yeah, they might smell it all. They can't tell what content it is, but they smell it just as good in a court of law. They were drunk, so you're better off to take it. Because if you really weren't over the limit, you only had one, you really did, and you don't take it, you'd be charged as if you were drunk. So you kind of have to take the breathalyzer. Uh, and of course, in 2014, the highest percentage of drunk drivers for drivers aged 21 to 24, 30% of the population, 25 to 34, age, 29% of the population, and age 35 to 44 was 24% of the population. And this is according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So it's our young people that are causing more accidents. So we do, when we age, we do learn. But why learn through breaking the law? Can't we just learn the statistics? Can't we learn from responsibility? Because a DUI stays on your record for three. So you're in that age range of 15 to, to uh, into your 40s, 44. You're still changing careers, looking for jobs, getting settled. And for three years, it's on your record. So luck in three years getting a decent job because you have a criminal record. And you'll never get a job where your license will be required. Not even going to have it, maybe. So it, it is from the year you're convicted, by the way, not that it happens. So you get caught in New Year's Eve. Your conviction date might three, four, might be four months later, six months later. It's there for three years. And of course, you know your it affects your insurance rate. It's going to affect you getting a job. 
and it affects the insurance rates for about six years. So, because they think, well, you're high risk. So penalties for DUIs in Ontario, increased fines. They're now up to a thousand from six hundred. Thirty days now instead of fourteen. Hundred and twenty days on a third offense instead of ninety. Penalties are getting higher because people are not learning. And now we have marijuana to consider. I'm sure Holland, the people in Holland go, I don't know what the problem is. We've been smoking pot for years. We don't to do a lot of bike riding. Yeah, not a lot of vehicles. They're responsible. In the United States, some of the, I know you're all going, well, we do it. It's no problem. We know what we're doing. Canadians went hog wild. And the first day, there was a guy that was caught driving under the influence. Within the first hour, it was open. Like, come on, dude. What's with you? It doesn't matter. Marijuana actually stays in your system longer than the alcohol, right? And it affects you differently. doesn't matter whether it's legal. It is illegal to drive impaired on drugs, and it has been and will remain to be since 1925. Cannabis-impaired driving results in injury and death. You, your passengers, others. It impairs your judgment. It affects your ability to react. It increases your chances of being in a crash. So don't get in a car with an impaired driver, whether it's drinking or it's not worth the risk. If you don't have the money to get home, for crying out loud, call somebody. Family member, friend. I don't care. Call somebody. Right? Mixing cannabis with alcohol, it increases the impairment. Leads to greater risk of an accident. Impairment can last more than 24 hours after you use cannabis. Well after other effects may have faded. So the time it takes for the effects of cannabis to wear off does depend on whether you smoked it, did it, how, how much you took. So... It, don't don't do it and go out live. Find an alternative. Stay overnight. Call a taxi. Share a ride. Use public transit. Have a designated driver. Right? We need to make sure that we're safe during our night of New Year's Eve. So the police are absolutely out there in force. They are trained to find drivers that aren't driving correctly up to what they should see. Sometimes you just have that feeling, well, they actually are trained. They are trained to see the effects of driving under alcohol, driving under drugs. They are there to detect if you are drug-impaired driving. So they are trained and can administer many of these tests. So the standard field sobriety test is typically at the roadside. So they can do a field sobriety test at the roadside if you're drunk or you've been under the influence of some kind of drug. And it might not be cannabis. Like I said, you'd be on prescription medication. But you know you shouldn't be driving on some prescription medication. So they do those, you know, the test, walk a straight line, one foot in front of the other, close your eyes, hands out, touch your nose, uh, touch your toes, whatever you're doing, and you're not doing it in a straight line. I know we've seen it on the movies. It is kind of similar, but it's not funny. Uh, drug recognition expert evaluations. It's a series of tests and toxicological samples. So we're not going to do this at the roadside. You're going into the police station because they're going to want a urine or blood sample. Because we can see drugs come out in your urine, by the way, because it doesn't stay in your system. And, of course, you know it goes in the bloodstream. It comes out in your hair, too, so they can actually test a strand of hair. And that falls out all the time. Like refusing that one. Oral fluid drug screening equipment. So law enforcement can require a driver provide an oral fluid sample on approved oral fluid drug screening equipment. And if you haven't seen it, it's a machine they carry to detect cannabis or any kind of mana. It goes in your mouth. It kind of looks like a straw, and it takes the saliva out of your mouth. Goes in, it's, it's, and this part of this is sterile to each person. It, it then is attached to the machine, and it tells them what the level of cannabis is in the system. If you refuse it again, you go to the police station. It's a criminal offense. The Criminal Code of Canada says you cannot refuse test. And if you do, you're going to go to the police station where they are going to eventually make you do it. And guess what? You think the long wait, good luck, 24 hours, it's in your system. It's in your hair forever, right? Blood samples. Law enforcement can demand a blood sample from a driver if they believe that that driver has committed an offense. And again, they're going to they're going to get it. This is the law. All right. And you shouldn't be doing it anyway. You know, it, right. 
All right. On that note, let's go to our last break of our show. And when we come back, we will continue talking about some of our reasons why we don't want to tie one on this New Year's and get in trouble. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, your guest host, and today we're talking about the cost of tying one on this New Year's. So we've talked about a lot of the consequences that are going to happen if we're caught driving drunk this year. And going into the next year, which is going to be the 1st of uh, January, there's increase in offenses. Of course there is, right? But it's a good thing. That's when we want the increase happening. So the penalties... Uh, so the penalties, the license suspension, jail time is all going up. So your first offense is a three-day license suspension. You can't do it either. And a $250 penalty. Second offense in five years is a seven-day suspension, $350 penalty, and it's mandatory education programs. Third and last of, and subsequent offenses after that, 30-day license suspension, 450 penalties, mandatory treatment programs, mandatory ignition interlock device for at least six months, oh, and you pay for that, and medical evaluations to determine whether you meet the requirements for driving Ontario so they can take your license forever. So just don't do it. And in addition to that, you're facing license reinstatement fee each time your license is suspended. You could be charged under the Highway Track Act if convicted, and then you've gotten suspensions and fines. So there are many ways that you can destroy or damage your career when you're driving drunk, losing your license, the cost of losing your license, mandatory firing policy. If you have a job where you lose your license because it has something to do with vehicles, it, and it goes around, people talk. So you're not going to have a job because nobody's going to want to hire the drunk that doesn't know how to control themselves and that gets behind the wheel of a vehicle. And it's not just a matter of the illegal part, it's the immoral part. People don't look at you the same. You are not responsible. You are disrespectful. You are ignorant. And people associate that with bad people. You might be a very good person who did a very bad thing. So don't do the bad things. There's just no excuse for doing it. There's too many options. Your insurance companies are going to raise your rates. And so what? Why would you want to pay your money for an increased insurance when you don't have to? Right, So don't do things that are going to get in trouble. And it's going to be hard to find an insurance company that wants you for a decent, although I'll get because you'll pay through the nose, but is it worth it? You might not be able to afford it. The diversion programs, the educational programs, the learning how to control your drinking programs, AA, the interlock programs, you have to do these at your cost. Nobody's going to pay for you to do that. You put yourself in this situation. So now you might be out of a job and now you're paying because police have mandated the courts say you have to do this. So now you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars on a DUI that you don't have because you might have lost your job or at least part of your job time. So you've lost wages 
and the embarrassment because somehow somebody always finds out and gossip is huge. People love gossip. So they're going to talk about it till everybody knows you did it. And then you're in, you try and ignore it, but it, the stigma follows you and it follows you forever. If you or killed somebody, God forbid it's somebody you love. Just happened that a, two young kids were driving. I think they might have been late teens and the driver was drunk and his friend was killed. It was just in the news a few days ago. So this kid has to live with this for the rest of his life. And he is an adult. He's going to go through the same fines we all will. Now this is going to follow him the rest of life. It made the news. Can't live that down. So 30 years from now when he's a responsible adult and he's not drinking, has a family, that's always going to weigh on his mind. It was his best friend. I have a best friend. It would just destroy me if something happened to that one. Your professional licenses. So if you're a lawyer, a nurse, a doctor, or even a plumber, happens to you, you could lose your license. Depending on the agency or the state province, you lose your license. You lose your job. Missed work. You're going to miss work for court appearances. How do you tell your work what the problem is? And I told you about the job applications. And what about education? Can you get financial aid? And if you're a commercial driver, you lose your license. It's on your record for 55 years, folks. So if you're more than 55 now, you're out of a job for the rest of your life. So please drink possibly this New Year's Eve. Please be safe. Please be happy. Please be healthy and arrive alive. Join me next week where we're going to be discussing how our personal happiness will affect all of our finances. So on that note, have a wonderful Christmas Eve, and we will talk next week. So before we do end the show, I guess I should say, I had a big old breath there. <laughs> so think void for our New Year's Eve. Avoid drinking and driving. So if you're going to go driving, it's okay. Just be very careful. Um, so book the sitter, book your Uber, book your limo, grab your friends, get your designated driver, be safe, be careful, have a wonderful Wonderful New Year's Eve. I'm sure that I will too. We've already got the plans made. Everything's going to be responsible. We're still going to have a good time. I'm not saying you can't go out and have a great night. Can't drink your face off. That's fine. Have a wonderful, wonderful New Year. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central. 2 p.m. Mountain and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.